guys. Josh, I think monetarily, you, should... you can get you can get rowdy energy at Seven Eleven now. I just oh, found that every Seven Eleven. If I go to Seven Eleven, every Seven Eleven, I record it on the podcast. I don't, I don't know it. about your Seven Eleven, but I was I I spoke to Kyle over the weekend, and he said name drop every every Seven Eleven across the nation has it, and it helps their company out more. Kyle, I'm going to Seven Eleven after this podcast, and if they don't have it. <laughs> I have your I have your what 2019 championship diecast. I'll smash it on the podcast if they don't. Have you heard it here first. He's ready, <laughs> guys. Should we start this? I guess so. We can start it. All right. Hello and welcome to the Eraser Podcast. I'm your host Parker Kligerman, NASCAR driver and TV guy. You know the rest. I'm joined by the race control man of live events in person, Joshua Mendoza. And the only guy who has more NFT ideas than the internet. AJ Henderson, otherly known as Controller King. Let's get going. Left the call during the duration Dude, of the intro way. and came Literally, back. You pressed, you pressed uh, the rec- the button. The music started, and then I got the all snap screen on Google Chrome, and I was like, "Oh, oh I guess God. my internet's out." Wait, can I can I kick you from the I call by just playing happened. the intro music? Do it again. Let me see. No, no. Yeah. Oh man, that was okay. really weird. I was I was hoping I could just kick. But you it does say on my that screen that we've only been recording for thirty seconds. So I don't know if you no. just lost everything that I had. No, no, no. I, I got maybe. No. I don't know. Huh. That'd be a problem. That's interesting. I guess we'll find okay. out. Okay. <laughs> the Clash at the Coliseum, guys. Let's talk about that. Uh, Let's talk I'm about it. I'm pretty excited about it. It's good mythical. Uh-huh. By the way, whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. Okay. Was that my best intro yet? I think it was my best yet. And I, I wasn't listening, to be honest. I, I think it was wow. pretty cool. I think it was great until AJ decided his browser was <laughs> <To> done. <leave. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> Deleted from the internet. Goodbye. Bye. I also, yes. also yes. want to admit, last week, Blake okay. was blurry, just like Euro is blurry. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's not you. But AJ, have you ever watched these on... But now you can watch on Spotify, but also because we're on video on Spotify, if that hasn't made the intro, but also uh, we're on YouTube. Have you watched those? Yeah, totally. Yeah, they look they look, <laughs> they look fine because that's how the platform <laughs> works. Saying, how the not, works. I know. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying whenever we record, you're blurry. God, we had this discussion you are every too. week. I wish you are too. For some reason, Josh gets to stay. Gets to stay. Oh, Josh know, just froze. Oh, oh come froze. on! <laughs> Not again! Why has this happened every time? This really happened. <laughs> Keep with it. Frozen. Keep going. Keep going. It's I the just... best podcast ever. Now, for a half hour, we waited for Parker to show up, and this kept happening to Josh when we were. Just I literally can't do anything. I don't know what to do at this point. What is it? Well, we'll just we'll just keep going. The the, the world just doesn't want us to have a podcast. podcast must go on. <laughs> I I don't hold okay, on. Give like, me one second. G- yes. Give me one. I, I literally, I can't do anything about this. Give me a, give me one second, please. <laughs> okay. I, Interim. I no, uh, now Josh is unfrozen. <laughs> well done. <laughs> I we broke everything. This episode is, is what is this Friday the thirteenth? Jeez, everything's going wrong. 
Josh, before <sighs> you freeze again, I'm just going to let you jump into it. NASCAR race for the first time ever in the LA Coliseum this past weekend, known as the Clash. It was a momentous event, huge, over 50,000 people attended, and you were one of them. So mm-hmm. what was it like? Um, I would say NASCAR captured lightning in a bottle, but that would insinuate that they got extraordinarily lucky and that this wasn't a planned thing to happen. The fact that it happened just shows how incredible this event was. I, AJ, do you disagree with me? Do you think this event no, was bad? No, I was, I was, Parker left, so I was like, what the heck's happening? He Why went to get like, water. He, he went to get he's water. In he's in my airpod. Oh, he's still okay. listening. Yeah, he, okay. He's yeah. still listening. They captured lightning in a bottle here, um, but it was a totally strategic plan that made this happen. I said it before, and I'll say it again. This was going to be a turning point for NASCAR, and I just wanted to know, was it going to be incredible, or was it going to be an incredible failure i i figured it was going to be an extreme there was no middle ground it wasn't going to be just okay it wasn't going to be meh or bad it was either going to be terrible or it was going to be incredible and i'm so glad i got to be there in person because the atmosphere was electric everything that was happening was incredible the backdrop where i saw the hollywood sign off in the distance downtown la right there you would a freaking chick-fil-a blimp circling it by the way why was chick-fil-a a, a the blimp that was around there not on Goodyear? a sunday on a sunday I it was it's, a good year blimp it must no. have been a competing blimp I, yeah, there, was, they, there was only one blimp it was a there was no was you didn't see a good year there's competition happening in the sky well, okay Side that note, might be quick. the b- most breaking news of this whole thing. Boss <laughs> battle. And so there, the Goodyear blimp place is not even 40 minutes as the crow flies where they store yeah. the blimps from that Nas- track. It, NASCAR thought, did a bunch of things. Yeah, they did a bunch Goodyear of promo. And, yeah. and, and it wasn't there. So I don't know what that, well, that was about. Odd. But besides the, point, malfunction. besides the point. It was an incredible atmosphere, an incredible backdrop. And if we do not go back to the Coliseum, that will be one of the biggest missteps in NASCAR. In Wait, my so opinion. That means, well, means Chick-fil-A paid to be there. Okay. Because you gotta, you gotta get Wait, permission put... to be in that airspace. Okay. So Chick-fil-A <laughs> paid to have... Okay, anyways. <laughs> AJ's <laughs> really hung Chick-fil-A. up on this Chick-fil-A thing. I just He's started thinking about, about like, it. So was... <laughs> Parker, you were saying? I want to hear this. Well, what I wanted to talk about was Chick-fil-A. How the heck was it? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Chick-fil-A. What do they, they dro- want from us? They drop <laughs> Chick-fil-A like, sauce from the sky. Is the this crowd. like alien? This is like, you know, like alien sightings. What do they want? What do they yeah. need? Was it really there? Or did Josh just have too many white claws? So the <laughs> thing I will refute or go against you on with the whole returning to LA thing is, could this potentially be the idea of being able to do this in multiple places around the world? So that's I, one of the things to I, think about. I don't Considering disagree. The timing and the way they did it and knowing that it can be a success and financially, you know, that it can be done and made, you know, everyone makes it work. So, and there's an interest level. I, I like the idea, you know, of this being like a thing each year. And this is like the best form of the clash. And really this is kind of the form that all-star race should be in as well. You know, sort of us mm-hmm. uh, moving around, you know, constantly changes. It's something just wacky and different that's, uh, you know, never seen throughout the whole season. So if you're going to run an exhibition race, make it something that you just would never see in actual point races. Right. Um, but I don't, you know, so I think the question is, 
does it does it lose some of its luster one returning two if it has the opportunity to move around is there any reason not to move around so to that point i think yes it should move around or it has a, a potential to move around the problem is finding a venue that will fit that yeah that is not a normal football venue that is a track and field venue yeah and it's larger that, it, you can't fit a quarter mile in a football stadium exactly yeah Next, can you find a venue near a metropolitan area that makes it make sense as well as has two months for you to rent out so that you can build the track and subsequently destroy it and resod the grass for the next one? Those are the things that I think would definitely be interesting. I think there are venues that fit that. I just think the Coliseum might be the best venue without going out of country for for that purpose. I would like to see the all-star race rotate though. And mm -hmm. I just think the Coliseum, it, I've been to Daytona. I've been to the Coliseum. I haven't been to Indy yet, but the Coliseum met, met those vibes that Daytona has that you are somewhere historical. And I think that this isn't dramatic or anything. It's not dramatic, but it kind of <laughs> is. Dude, they're, they're literally lighting a eternal cry, flame. Cry, Josh. No. <laughs> I, I, they're literally lighting an eternal flame. I told, they, there were multiple instances where there what were. What is that? That's, so the Olympic Oh, is that flame, the big thingy up on the top? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It really, it really makes it epic. It, it gives that vibe of gladiators fighting in a Here's coliseum. A, if and I can say one thing. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, <clears throat> I was under the impression that some dude would get on a ladder and go up and light it. I didn't think that it just automatically lit when Jeff Gordon, I thought Jeff Gordon was going to climb up and light it. I didn't think he would just hold it up. He'd be like, King Kong climbed up the side of the a, It's like a grill where they just press a button. That's not even the funniest part of what you just said. The funniest part of what you said is Josh is like emotional about this whole event and such. And one, you've only focused on the Chick-fil-A blimp and this fire thing is lit at the top. Nothing to do with the event whatsoever. Okay. I love Let that. me give I my perspective that. on the event. Okay. Yeah, let's hear it. Let's hear it. <clears throat> I thought it was great. I had a great time watching it on TV. Um, I think... About 15 minutes before the heat races, I learned that the heat races were at 3 p.m. Eastern and yes. not 6 p.m. Eastern. Uh, as of yeah, that was confusing. People, they also that was thought confusing. that. I thought the race um, was at night. Very confusing. I was hoping it'd be at night. That would have been way cooler. Yep. Um, mm -hmm. The racing was way better than I thought it would be. The racing was amazing. Yes. I loved it. The composite bodies are amazing. Or whatever, they're, they're composite, right? Yeah. Okay. Yes, they are. Um, the other, like, the halftime break and stuff, you know, that's cool. I think that's probably really cool if you're there watching it on TV. For most people, I think it's probably really cool. But for me, like, I think it'd been way cooler if we just put some some modifieds out there. Ha oh, halftime demolition derby. Hmm. <laughs> that, that's interesting. Can I can I can I mention the halftime thing? Yeah, go ahead. That was my one complaint about the event. Oh, I couldn't understand a freaking thing. The acoustics were so awful at that venue. I didn't, I, I didn't know what was going on. One, I was halfway between one end of the stadium and the other, and it was like this side was like a quarter of a second before this side, so both of my ears were getting conflicted oh, no. with music, and I didn't know yeah, what was that. going on. Hmm. So, hmm. 
I, I liked it. I actually tuned in. I tuned in to the to the broadcast to actually understand what the heck was being sung by Ice Cube. Wow. Besides okay. that, it was mostly a live <laughs> performance issue. I didn't notice that under Yellow with DJ Ski and that music. So interesting. That was the DJ Ski under Yellow music. That's the one I'm more curious about. We didn't I'm get actually, that on TV. I, I vibe it. I it was it was good. <laughs> it was really good because a lot of the time under Yellow, you're just kind of hanging out not doing much like thinking man i really got to go pee maybe this is the time i should go you know you're not really stuck to your seat or anything like that it it has the same vibe of whenever there's downtime in any other sport at a stadium we play music to keep people engaged and the fact that we don't do that in nascar it it was a little indicator as well you know it was it was a bit surprising how at first it was weird it was cool but weird and by the end of it, you had forgotten that it was weird, and it just felt like an event. How? And, now, I'll, well, the only thing I'll say is that normally at a racetrack, it's so damn loud that when we're running when we're running under green, that that portion under yellow is sometimes like like a respite, you know, like bliss. just like a break <laughs> from the just you know yeah. insane loudness. Especially when cars get spread out yeah. and suddenly they're around the whole track, and so it's just constant noise. Now, I don't think mm-hmm. you had that there. I don't believe josh or did you how loud was it it was very loud i you had to have your plugs in it's bristol it's it's basically bristol yeah Yeah. it's it's pretty freaking loud and the rumble of the new engine it it was a great place to hear the engines for the first time because of that because of the side just how yeah yeah Yeah. and it's no there's no new engine obviously it's just different exhaust you wanted to talk about both sides so what's Mm -hmm. that you wanted to that was something you wanted to talk about was how good the cars sound and like the gearbox well, on the inside when you're on the onboards they sound amazing and that's the gearbox design and the like gearbox wine that you have in gt cars it's set yeah, a it very similar amazing. gearbox like supercars yeah yeah it's very supercars and it's the cut of the gears essentially is what i understand is how it works and why it makes that noise um and it just sounds so much more modern than our than our cars yeah. used to sound and i think they it sounded does. awesome and i love you, can- you know well, the the fact that you had Chase Briscoe who was able to shift, and I talked to I talked to a couple guys who said they were able to shift, they just didn't, you know, weren't doing as well. But it was awesome because you saw him making a ton of time shifting, but then he sort of buzzed the tires too many times in the rear, and suddenly he wasn't making it. And mm-hmm. that was like, oh, that is the idea that the if you had to be like Parker, what is a theoretical modern day stock car? It's gonna have a heavy weight like this one has. It's going to have the ability to do shifts at short tracks like that in quick fashion, but not so much so that you have to do it all the time because you're going to be limited by the tires. And sure enough, he was limited by the tires. So there was a couple things that stuck out to me if we want to dive into them big picture wise, less the event, but more on the racing side. Josh, are you, are you done waxing poetic about this, the event side? No, I'm going <laughs> to okay, I'm going to criticize it. I'm going to criticize. Oh, it now. Okay. oh, no. Um. If you want to keep having people come back to that venue, you need they need to do something about concessions and the fan zone. Um, the concession mm. situation was absolutely ridiculous. There were literally the lines were so excessive. It, it was it was terrible. Um, there was not enough places to get food around the venue, um, especially Saturday when a lot of those places weren't even open. Uh, and then the fan zone was hilarious, hilariously small for the amount of people they had showing up. There were 
three merch trailers in total or four merch trailers in total. It's crazy. They didn't even have dedicated um, Chase Elliott or Kyle Busch ones like they normally do. They wow. only drove a couple of them out there. Hmm. Um, and the fan zone was no more than, I would say, 12 or 13 uh, exhibitors, uh, four or five of which were NASCAR based exhibitors. Um, and I I don't know how to solve that problem, but if you really want to captivate people, you need to have a bigger fan zone, especially when you have people at the track on Saturday for four hours before qualifying because they can't even get in to watch practice for whatever reason. They had practice closed for fans and the fan zone was not not really that pumping for four hours of content. I think they need to focus on fixing that for next time around. But besides that, incredible event, incredible venue, all I, a great foundation for next year. Well, I wonder, I wonder a lot of those problems are because you have the Daytona 500 two weeks later, you know, so the, the oh, yeah. merch trailers, if you can drive a hauler out there. That. Yeah, but I think it's more yeah. about supply and so on and so forth. I'm not, I'm just guessing. I don't know particularly. Um, never had a merch trailer. I wonder, believe it or not. So if, I, I don't know. I wonder if we can do logistic. some research. <laughs> not yet. Well, I you, wonder if it, if we look back because the LA Rams played at the Coliseum. That was their home stadium a couple of years ago for the. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if we can go back a years see, ago, way back when. I think 2019 was the last. Oh, time they played oh! I there. thought you were talking about in the mid 70s when the LA Rams played there. <laughs> no, the LA Rams. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like the current right. LA Rams before SoFi yeah, the, Stadium. Got it. Okay. Carry on. Um, I wonder if that was a thing when they played there or when the colleges play there and like it's sold out, like if they have an issue with, you know, concessions for food and stuff like that. Yeah. Be interesting. I'm curious. Or I I don't don't know if the track supplies all that stuff or if NASCAR is the one that hires all the concession stands. I think it's a little bit of both. Because we had that issue at Road America. Because Road America is like. 8 million miles long when we were there last year. And it's like, man, I'm getting pretty thirsty. It's 98 degrees outside and there's no clouds in the sky. <laughs> Let me walk three miles to this water yeah. stand. <laughs> the good news was you didn't have to walk three miles to the water stand. It's you had to wait three hours to get to the front of the line for yeah, the water stand. That's Yeah, that's true. At, at the Coliseum. I don't know how it was. Road <clears> America. <throat> I just gave up on trying to get water there and just <laughs> Road America? take me via ambulance. To the... <laughs> Road America, it got to a point where everyone was just like, I'm just going to lay down next to this tree. And uh, when the cars turn off, I guess I'll go back to the RV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was so hot. It, it was, was warm. I, that was a warm I weekend. I thought I was going to die. Yeah. Imagine being in those cars. Anyway, I was on pit road. It was hot. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, um, that that, that piece ahead. of feedback was actually, I heard that from somebody as I was flying back. I saw him with a Kyle Larson shirt on on the plane home. And I asked him what he thought about it. And he's like, I've been to several races before. It was okay. The concessions really ruined it for him. And, mm. you know, well, you that's something to yeah. consider. So, well, that's, I will say from my own uh, experience at different sporting events and such, um, that is like, that's a big no no in my book. Like, if you can't get food and you can't get drinks, it can become a very unenjoyable experience. So, oh, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Because yeah, you're like, well, I could be watching this at home and all that stuff would be three feet in my refrigerator. So it's like, wait a second, why am yep. I here? Um, and I'm in AC. And yeah, and I'm in before AC. We, before we get into oh. the car, I wanted to ask you one question, Parker. Okay. Did you regret not going to the race? Um, No. 
No. And no. Um, I would like to have been there, but I didn't want to make the trip across country to do it when, you know, I have a lot of travel sense. coming up. So I just didn't, I didn't see, I didn't feel uh, like I would have wanted to have traveled six hours, you know, flight and all that and cost. You go to enough races as is. I go to, I'll be at 28 and- to 30 races this year. So for me, mm-hmm. I thought it was cool. I thought I wanted to see it in person. Like I really did. But I also thought when I sort of when I finally looked at the TV coverage and realized they were showing like just basically everything, I was like, oh, okay, well, I can just see it all. I'll get an idea from people I know that are there. Um, And if they do it again or whatever, they do it next, uh, maybe even, you know, internationally or whatever, wink, wink, that would be uh, really cool to go to. So have a reason to be there. So we'll see. Absolutely. Welcome to so, my my problem with traveling across country for the 500 and stuff like that and everything like that. Yeah. No big, big events commitment. happen on the West Coast. So It's a big commitment. It's a really big commitment. You know, like I uh, I can understand, you know, if I wasn't in the capacity I am where, hey, look, I'm going to be at 28 races this year, 30 races probably. <laughs> I'll be at <laughs> – you name the motorsport, I'll be there this year. Like then I make a – I could see making a pilgrimage, right? I Like Formula 1. I'd love to go to a F1 race again. Haven't been one since I was very young. Um, and I'd love to see one again. I just free weekends that they're ever here in America or, or it isn't a major commitment to go overseas, whatever has been really tough. So that's a thing in instance where I'm like, yeah, I want to go do that. It's so different from the norm. Although this was really cool. It wasn't like uh, I had to be there sort of feeling. So I don't know. Maybe it's just my, my thoughts, but the cool parts for me were on the racing side. Um, one, the heat races did something that I don't know if I've seen this before because there were so many and the track was so small, but it allowed every single car that was there for this race to get enormous amounts of TV time <laughs> because of how the races were, because of how small the track was, and the way they split up into these heat races and LCQs. You literally could not avoid talking about every car in the field. And I swear, if you go look back and look at that broadcast, one thing I'll give them kudos for, because we we do this often on the NBC side where we say, okay, how many, you know, our boss will come to us after a race and be like, I counted, you talked about 38 of the 40 cars on track, you know, or 40 out of 40, great job. Every car got a mention and a shout out or some sort of discussion or something about them because everyone matters and trying to make that important. This event allowed that even more in a way I don't think I've ever seen before. So that was really cool. And I think it really was just about obviously having so many races that were short and on a tiny little track. Um, the other thing that stuck out to me, uh, obviously you mentioned the composite bodies were are badass. I think some of the parts failures we saw can probably be more, I wouldn't be too worried about. Um, I think, you know, that stuff gets fleshed out. And yeah, I think there's some, some just remember we have a lot of races in short order here with, with probably not, as much parts as you'd want. So that's that's probably what you saw there. The car raced amazing, I felt like. I think that was mm-hmm. so cool. That track reminded me of a video game, you know, like basically looked like NASCAR Thunder 2004 or those I've mentioned many times, you know, those RC things you can do at, at um, oh, yeah. auto shows, like the wooden yeah. track mm-hmm. and you can RC. It looks so much like that. I was like, oh my God, I would want to do thousands of laps around there. If I was 12 years old, I'd probably just be running laps there all day long. So I was like, that just looks so fun. And then the thing that really stuck out to me, and I know I've been on this about this next gen car, but when you look at that track after the final race, there was rubber 
laid down like I have not seen at a NASCAR race in 10 or 15 years. Yes. And I know it, but it was like, wait a second, that looks like a GT race. That looks like a road course after a GT race or for one race. That tire, I keep harping on it, but and no one's talking about it, but it will be one of the biggest changes this sport has seen in 15 years and towards the better. Rubber's being laid. If it really continues to do this at the bigger tracks and such and lays that rubber down, this will bring back stock car racing to what we've always envisioned stock car racing being. Um, and I don't think it gets enough credit. So I just, I'm sorry, but I have not seen rubber laid down like that. And especially on a brand new surface. Like, that was unbelievable. I don't know how they yeah. did that. Yeah, so, I noticed that after. Oh, no, uh, cool. Yeah, I noticed that after the heat races. But I thought that was just crazy. I, I, so I didn't. I never, same thing. I bet if we got pictures. Like, okay. Well, if we got pictures of it, you could lay it up. I mean, it looked like a concrete track, but it was Let me, asphalt. And that, I mean, that is what, you go back 20 years. Go back to 2000, 2001, 99, and go watch a stock car race, or a NASCAR race, sorry, at, you know, some short track or something, and they are laying rubber all yeah. the way over. <clears throat> Here you go. Yeah, look at that. Here, you look can, at that. You can, you can literally. I'll put this in the video later, but you can actually see the line where they were running. And yeah, it's track clear as day. And think about how little running compared to everything we do in NASCAR. How little running mm-hmm. that track had on it, and being a new asphalt yeah. surface. That is unbelievable. That should be applauded. Can't wait to see how that goes. As I mentioned before, I think the car just excelled in a lot of ways, and I'm very. I think it makes me very excited for seeing this car at short tracks. You know, more and more short tracks as they come back, all the different tracks. But I think really this car, as Dale Jr. tweeted, could bring back, you know, the short track revival we've all been looking for. And I just yeah. I don't see how it isn't. Plus, arrow didn't Especially, matter, so they just beat the shit out of each other, which yeah. was awesome. Yeah, and we talked <laughs> about the composite body. Yeah. Like obviously it doesn't it doesn't bend or like completely ruin your front end and like break your radiator or whatever. But also when they hit, it almost has like a bouncing effect to it. Mm-hmm. Like when you hit somebody, it like bounce. It's like I racing where it like shoves their car forward and like it's gone. It, I really it, like that part of it, it. I've I walked through the garage and unless you had a serious impact like an Austin Sindrick or Eric Almarola or whoever else, I'm forgetting the other guy that got totally destroyed. The Justin cars, Haley. Justin Haley. Yeah, the cars looked relatively raced but not destroyed. And that's the part that blows my mind. They still had their general form. I mean, I didn't see anybody after qualifying or practice fixing their body to make sure it'll pass tech inspection, which is an important other note because they were hitting the wall on corner exit sometimes. (laughs) Love that. That was one of my favorite parts of the whole weekend was obviously after practice in the heat races, they weren't like repainting their cars. Mm-hmm. And I, lo- yep. I really love that vibe of going into the main event and you can see like their Just scars the hell. from how they got into it. <laughs> Priest's car that. looked like taped together and everything. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. I mean, if Ty Dillon had made it through, his was basically like a tank. So, and I, like a battering <laughs> ram at one point. I mean, there's not a car he didn't hit. If I was dude. in the stands, I would have been worried if I saw that 42 getting anywhere near me. I'd be like, whoa, 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 dude. You know, hey, watch out. <laughs> I, this guy. I felt so bad for Landon. I felt like he, every race he was in, there it was just full of excessively aggressive drivers. And from lap one of his heat, he was getting ping pong balled yeah. all around that track. I don't know how well they covered it on the broadcast, but yeah, I was watching him yeah. and he was 
he was getting used up left, right, and center. And by the time he realized he needed to fight back against getting used up, he was at the back of the pack multiple <laughs> times. And then he just was like, I could visibly see it in his driving style. It had changed from the start of the first heat to the end of the last heat. He just was like, you know what? Get the heck out of my way. Moves them, moves so, them. Oh, he, he came on the radio. I talked to him today. Yeah, well, I talked to him today, and he said basically they just he thinks they missed it in terms of fire off speed because he went from yeah. practice qualifying where they were super good, mm-hmm. and they got in the heat race, and he was like, I had no grip, so they just shoved mm-hmm. me out of the way. All the stuff he said, and then took like to the end of the heat race, he finally had everything up to temp, heated up. He's like, then I was fast, but there was no time. And he's like the same thing the LCQ, and then he was like the worst part was then we got those rash of cautions, and he said like everything cooled back down. In the car, and he had no grip again at the end. And he was like, "What was yeah, going I on with his that. engine?" Didn't mention it. He didn't. Okay, did it make get mentioned on the broadcast at all? No. What was that? I have no idea. Uh, two or three of those cautions, his car completely died, and he was oh, sitting really? there and like, lost all forward progress he had made. The car just maybe cut he just out. Oh, to That's why he kept. That's why he kept going to the back. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was wondering because at one point he was up to like fourth, and then the next restart he was at the very back, and I was like, "Well, whoa, whoa, whoa! Why, guys, is, why does guys. he keep going to the back? You, you blaming the engine, or maybe he just wanted to take a little break? Take a nap. It's, it's totally yeah, valid. Yeah, I was I thinking, mean, I just assumed that maybe just take a little, take a little nap. You know, like hey, just cut I was it just off, assuming he was there. going in the back because they didn't want to tear up the car. That was my assumption. But if it's because of that, that makes a lot more sense. Now, I was thinking right. the same thing earlier when you brought that up, Parker, because I noticed, especially at the beginning of his LCQ. He got absolutely eaten on the initial start. <laughs> yeah. And I was, like, was... I was like, there has to be something wrong with this car because he just got passed by three dudes in one straightaway. Yeah. Well, if you were anywhere within three cars of the 42, you had a chance of getting hit. That's true. So... Yeah. Well, right, the same actually, with the, same the, with the, the same two track. car. <laughs> but I think the two kind of was getting hit a lot by the 40. I don't know. If I had to pick one of that. The, those... two, the two six and 42 were... They had the <laughs> the two, the two is pretty. Ba- I mean, uh, I think he what he spun out three times in a twenty five lapper. So I mean, that was not bad. The, um, the every the, restart, he was on the inside line I, and he would just drop two. Like as we're coming to the corner, he just swerve out of line and just send it into corner one and push <laughs> anyone that was in his way out out of the way. So Ty also, I'm sure we're just I'm just giving him crap just for fun but this guy just like every time you looked it was like 42 into the 21 21 to the 42 42 <laughs> into this guy i was like oh right go tie i i noticed i was listening to Landon's radio actually, and i noticed that well i i was i was upset that he he got knocked out because i wanted to see him in the final i want to be like let's put that car Cindric? in the final we got or a ty show dylan. coming here <laughs> yeah ty dylan i ty dylan, I, yeah. I completely agree <laughs> I, that so a couple made of a, points. I was laugh. I was like, man, that's pretty awesome. Go for it, bud. So, first of all, there was a fire tweet from RFK Racing that made me laugh my ass off. And you just see Landon and Brad pointing at each other, and it's just like the the tweet just says, "Brad or Brad single handedly crashes crypto market," and it's <laughs> no, just. That's <laughs> That's amazing. It, it was so hilarious. Yeah. I like I walked up immediately afterwards and I went to Elijah, who is the RFK's social guy, and I'm like, I it was at our expense, but that was the most hilarious tweet I've ever That's seen. amazing. That's actually <laughs> incredible. It's pretty good. Um and then what's go ahead. I, I was just gonna say about the track, it's amazing how well it just looked like 
it was designed to be there. I know it was designed to be there, but it looks like the whole yeah. the whole venue was built up around this track. It wasn't something temporary. And yeah. then the track itself was in really good condition. I don't know if it could have handled another event, full event weekend, because I started to see towards the end of the last race, micro cracking in the asphalt surface. I'm totally cool with that. I want I want them to be driving on. under by the yeah. end of it. Potholes. I want a 500 lap race there. <laughs> you want a Martinsville cars. pothole or a Dover pothole? Yeah. Going right through <laughs> Jeff Gordon's radiator. Not, just make it like the dirt race. You just got to start it like the Listen. dirt race at Bristol. They you get work these big in. ruts. Well, you get these Listen. big ruts. No, you get these huge ruts. Like when we were in practice when it was dry, you get these huge ruts by the end. And the same thing, uh, the cup mm-hmm. cars had it, and they were like almost like potholes. You yeah, they into. were. Their Hell, front ends bring were getting torn apart because of it. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was awesome. The front bumpers yeah. getting ripped oh, up. Listen, cool. it's NASCAR, NASCAR stock car racing. It's supposed to resemble real-life driving. We have potholes in real life. Yep. NASCAR needs potholes. Hell yeah. yeah maybe not Texas, but, you we're know. Pro- hey, Martin Pro could potholes. use a pothole in well, yeah, and, it would, in it would actually. If you're listening to this, hashtag pro potholes. Let it pro send potholes. it our way. Pro- <laughs> hey, you know, that doesn't sound... <laughs> There's actually an issue with that. <laughs> I think NASCAR is going to be calling you in for another drug test here. <laughs> All right, let's re. Okay, re-rack that one. Uh, potholes wait, would na- definitely fit in the Coliseum vibe around LA, given how many potholes are on the 405, the five, yeah, the 110, all of that. It would be great. It would it build it by Caltrans, and it'd be great. It'd fit right in yeah. with their other stuff. That did sound like we. We meant intended. We intended something else, but we, we'll let it fly. If anyone's listening out there, we're gonna we want something better than what we've come up with. <laughs> Please, guys, we have to move okay, on. Okay, how about we, hashtag PPP? Nope, that's and not gonna work. That's the pay, That's the that's what the government did. The payment for protection <laughs> plan. <laughs> that's okay. not gonna work either. You Let's could move do on. hashtag PP hole. Nope. <laughs> Okay, hashtag PP hole. Uh, the OGs, the OGs of the podcast will get it. You might have to send to that. Or no, oh my God, that's funny. All right, wow. So, moving on. Um, yeah. Hey, so you might have heard at the intro if Josh included or not. He wants to have. Oh, here comes uh, series talking. Uh, he wants to have a fantasy league. We're not that interested. Let us know if you're interested. Moving on. All right. I so was back to news topics. Um, <laughs> what well, can, can we can we can we explain nope. just a little bit nope. more? No explanation. They just have to let us know if they want a fantasy league or not. Yeah. <laughs> e- eraser.gg forward slash podcast or all of our socials at eraser <laughs> underscore gg. That let us know that way. Because uh, apparently, if I hear it personally from you, that is not a valid form of contact. True, according though. to my, these two guys down below me, they're Listen, like, when, when we get reviews, or if somebody sends me a text message about the podcast, I always put it in the group chat. Yeah, same. Okay, somebody great. Say, I, uh, I would do that, you know, I, except for I feel weird recording people as they're telling it to me in person. I don't. I, I haven't got. You know, if somebody texted me right now and and yep. they said, "Hey, the podcast is great this week." I would show their phone number, take a screenshot, and put it in the group chat so you guys <laughs> could text them and verify that they said that. Guys, I just realized something. We absolutely forgot. We got somebody who we called did. in. Well, about we're, no, I, didn't I thought that. we were going to put that in there. I thought we were going to do it at the end. I thought that was towards Our, the end. Eraser specific stuff. It, it'll be at the end about the clash. The guy that oh, came, yeah, I guess it'd be could have worked in there way better. Yeah, it could have worked in there better. 
Yeah, you should, should have we just do you want well, me to just throw it in right yet. now? I started wanted to move on. You want you want me to you want me to throw this in here? This we'll is throw 30 that. minutes. This this podcast will be longer than the clash itself. We're only All 30 right. minutes in. All right, about you guys. The clash. Okay, well, well, Ice Cube's going to come and do a half free break for us. So <laughs> this person made the decision on Saturday to fly across the country to visit the clash. Did they really? Hey guys, it's Scott, uh, also known as the Scooter McGee. Just wanted to call in and give my perspective of the the clash uh, from someone who's been a, a NASCAR fan for 20 years, but this was the first race I've attended. Uh, after flying 5,300 miles in one day, I must say it was definitely worth it. Uh, best thing I've probably done in the last 15 years. Uh, the racing was fantastic. The contact was fantastic. I think these cars are going to be extremely durable this year. Uh, they, they seem to handle that very well. Um, and then when it comes to the event atmosphere, I feel like it was outstanding. Um, you know, the, the entire track was on their, their feet for the first 10, 15 laps of the race. Uh, no one wanted to leave at the end of the night. Um, you know, and just overall, I, I wanted to come back. If it comes back next year, I'll be there. Just maybe I'll plan a little better next time. Thanks, guys. There you oh, go. Thanks, Scott. Uh, yeah, thank you. Guys, that makes me sound pathetic for not going. <laughs> he did it one day. Yeah. He, he, flew he out actually. There. So what happened was, is I was tweeting about the event the whole time, and apparently my tweets were what pushed him over the edge because I was just talking about the the whole vibe of the. You the literally event. sold the ticket, basically. I yeah. Wow. It's wow. That's what he told me. So I met up with him at the track on Sunday, and I told him to leave a voice memo because you guys want to believe me that I met a fan of the podcast <laughs> at the track. So <laughs> literally, <laughs> I would not would not have believed you at all. Yeah, I haven't gotten a single person cool. that's mentioned this podcast to me, but I'm ho- I can't wait to. Maybe like it's because your friends and family just don't support what you do. That's <gasps> apparently the problem. Yeah, they don't care. They don't care. Wow. Well, I was at the Rolex Twenty Four, um, which you know from the last podcast, which I only got two videos sent in, which I did actually. I didn't went. I never went back and watched what you guys said to those. By the way, you Damn. were skiing. I know, but I still sent in videos. Did he they did. Work? Yeah, but you were saying you're at the Twenty Four. No, yeah, okay. So before that, I was at the oh, okay. twenty four. <laughs> and funny story, I, uh, I so like when I do these IMSA races, I love. I think the cars are amazing. Drivers are great. Really cool, yeah. world class drivers. But obviously in America, some of them aren't that well known. They're international, whatever. So we're at the Rolex twenty four, and when I'm doing the TV thing, so one of the things we do is you go and try and find the drivers, get some information, what's in their minds, that sort of stuff. It's all part of the gig. You just bop around the garage. You talk to people. You move around. You know, reach reach out to some people. And one of the best places sometimes to meet up with the drivers is they do this autograph session the morning of the race. So I go to this autograph session, and do you ask for an autograph? <laughs> I'm no. I'm trying to just it's like check in with some of the drivers, and every three seconds, you know. And I loved it. It was so amazing, but it was so funny because uh, Dylan Welch was there, and he ended up taking a photos of it and was just laughing so hard. Someone be up, be like, "Whoa, Parker!" Hey, can I do a photo? Oh, yep. I've never seen that on Dylan's I'm Twitter. To, I'm trying to ask this person, like, hey, you know, what do you think about this? And they don't know who the hell, you know, some of these guys have no idea who the hell I am, right? They're 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 world class sports yeah. car drivers or DTM drivers. They don't watch NASCAR. They don't care. So 
like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> like, why is this person asking for his autograph? Paco so, Kligerman. Uh, yeah, I, I just thought it was really funny. But my point of that all was to say that, you know, not one of those people mentioned the podcast. So, you know what, guys? We're not, we got to get more people. Yeah, Even we though we have the... four quadrillion people listening, we still need more. Apparently, like, that's Parker, not. We don't have enough penetration in the motorsports industry. That's yeah, we're outside it. our efforts. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. you're a podcast listener, uh, and you work for a race team, show this to your boss. Show this to whoever <laughs> owns the race team. And if you don't work for a race team, a go to a race team and then just give it. Just write the link down on a notepad and give it to whoever <laughs> the secretary of said race team is. <laughs> Bring a CD, a CD and record version. it. Record it <laughs> and you mail it to every race team. Not sure why race teams, but deal. That's what we're doing. Uh, how about this, Parker? You, you, you're funding this whole operation. If somebody puts, e- they get a free Xbox listen, box. If somebody right puts, here. listen to eraser on a sticky note and goes to an actual cup team and gives yep. it to their secretary, we'll send them a t-shirt. We'll send them a t-shirt, which we have coming. Put it on. There. They are coming. We just for some reason they were held up. I don't know why they held up. Anyway. Um, I don't want to get into that, guys. It's probably because you forgot to approve them. No, no knowing how well we, you respond to well, approval we emails, we did no, approve. We, we, we did. We had, oh, yeah, we did approve. Anyway, okay, we're waiting for for other stuff. Um, okay, guys, let's go into the news. Let's move into the news. Uh, AJ, okay. you start with yours. <clears throat> Today, I'm just, I'm just going to be dramatic. I'm not going. To, okay. Uh. Daytona this Florida. year and this year only, if you the team that wins the Daytona 500 can have their car back immediately. Before, if you won the Daytona 500, it would be on display somewhere and like have the confetti on it and whatever. Uh, but now you can have it back instantly. Like yep. the race is over and you can just leave. Well, it. no, you still have to go through text. Well, maybe not. But yeah, <laughs> still be text. <laughs> But the so <clears throat> a little bit back. I, I interpreted it a little differently. Okay. Well, no, there's a little bit of background on this. So normally it goes in Daytona, Daytona USA for the let the whole year. So people that come to Daytona, even when there's no races, go see the winning Daytona 500 car covered in confetti. You don't get to touch it till it comes back to you the next year. Well, this year with the next gen car and some of the, the you know constraints we've had with parts and that sort of thing and just supply chain, basically everyone's come together to allow the winner of the Daytona race to take that car in case they need it, because remember, these cars are also all the same. You no longer are going to have, although it will still kind of happen. The idea is that we're finally getting to a place where there isn't a super speedway specific car. There isn't a, you know, speedway specific car. Short track is sort of like they're all the same. So they still will probably, you know, teams will figure stuff out and they'll have chassis or bodies that they feel like are optimal for those things. But Mm -hmm. yeah, but you're, you know, the intention is that they're far closer. It's not like, you know, 20 years ago, you had literally super speedway cars that were, you know, shaped in a totally different shape than the cars that went to a downforce track that went to a road course that went to a short track. It was all different. It's not that way anymore. So the NASCAR's allowing them to take it. All right. Does that, does that quell, does that quench your thirst for understanding what that Um, was? Uh, hmm. Well, understand. Yeah, I guess we can move on. Well, I did. We say what they're doing instead. No, of, you can just take the car back after they get inspected. No, they're gonna scan it, and they're gonna create a wrap of the car and put it on a prototype car in the the Daytona 500 museum. That's what's and happening. And then you can get so, an NFT of it. Oh God! Oh, <gasps> oh now I'm gosh. on board with this. Well, 
It's interesting because I just want to point out the fact that this has been a fear of some of those small teams of winning the 500 for a long time is losing maybe potentially their one super speedway specific car. And it's it was just taking that chance. Well, yeah, I'd be okay I remember in the 2012 500, while everything was on fire in turn number three because of the jet dryer, Dave Blaney was sitting leading the race wondering, oh, crap, what are we going to do if we lose our super speedway car? Because they were racing for Tommy Baldwin Racing, which yeah, I think yeah. was a small yeah. operation. But they, I think he was being They'd figure something out. They yeah, would. So I, I figured they would. Somebody. I mean, they, they could probably <laughs> afford it with the purse of the 500 exactly. to get a different car. Yeah. So I think they would have been just fine. I don't think that's ever been a fear of anyone. Oh, no, I've won the Daytona 500. <laughs> oh, no, my car. This is He's leading that out of four, uttered, and he just stops. He pulls That has off. been uttered by no one in ever. Oh, no, I, just I won remember, the Daytona 500. Oh, no, I've won the Indy 500. Oh, no, I won the Monaco GP. <laughs> you know, we should do that with the Firecracker 400. Because Okay, so Brandon we'll can tell. a virtual car and put it into a virtual museum <laughs> yeah, and not allow them to make that car ever, Akel. We'll make them NFT Brandon Hayes it, can and tell. then we steal that. We take that NFT for one year, and they can have an year for that. Brandon oh tell won the Firecracker 400, right? And he wants to do something cool with his wheel. We need to get back with him on that. Uh, so oh, that's the a Twitter good idea. DMs. That's right. So we, we should, should do take, that. if you win the Firecracker 400, you have to get your, your racing wheel. setup. We, you have to set racing setup. for one we year, it, and then we'll we, we put, put it in a warehouse room over on his bed there. People get right next to this one right here. Josh just inspects it over the year. This people get this paid right, right here. <laughs> this this one second split legends race one time. This right Whoa. here. This is Hall of Fame worthy. Wow. Wow. I remember that. That's I was impressive. There. I was watching the Twitch stream. But That's yes, people will incredible. pay to come visit the Firecracker 400 winning setup that sits on my chair or on there my you go. on my bed next to my F1 wheel. So, mm. it Josh. sits there because I have to sleep with the F1 wheel. It's, it, it makes <laughs> it feel comfortable. <laughs> His girlfriend's been asking about it for a while. We're all there. Worried. That's We're your all answer. A scared for him. But speaking of F1 wheels, Parker. Oh. Oh, no. Do you want me to do my news or you do your news? No, oh, you do your, your news because we. I, all I know is it has to do with F1. Okay, I, I don't want to let you guys. Are, is your well, news how dumb the Haas card looks? No, it's probably that Lewis Hamilton nope. is. Nope. Nope. None of these no. things. Lewis Hamilton is back on social media. Welcome back. He does that every uh, year. The Haas car. I don't even know. Did they really release their car or was it literally just a rendering? It's a rendering. So that's I'm not really so mad about it. that. It's the dumb. This is uh, I can't. I'm not. I can't go down that path. You'll make. You'll make me too angry. It's not our team. You you don't like virtual America's F1 team. Not America's F1 team. There was one picture where I couldn't tell. To be fair, there was one picture I couldn't tell. I don't know. What about Red Bull Racing reusing the same imagery uh, that they used to tease their livery reveal for this year as last year? It was identical. I love that. It's fun. It's probably fun. They definitely thought about it. So did people get mad about that? But uh, what I want, well, yeah. I want to get into my F1 topic. And no, I'm not okay, making go. fun of F1 news for the 30th time. Dang this it. time, I actually believe this is a great thing. So there was a charity auction over the last oh. weekend. And one of the greatest moves of all time, the Red Bull team principal, Christian Horner, decided that he was going to bid on a VIP tour of the Mercedes F1 team's factory. <laughs> He won for fifty four hundred bucks, and I was like, "That's what? an epic, epic 
thing. And I know they won't let That's him in anything, it. and they'll they'll make it funny, River. But like the ultimate troll slash amazing thing for charity. But for fifty four bucks, he's gonna get to walk in the Mercedes. Oh my goodness! They, <laughs> what a legend! They, and I was that like, is so that funny. is that is the ultimate like. I'd have to if I ever saw him in person. I'd walk up to him. And for all the stuff he's accomplished, great. But that one thing would be like, "Hey, man, I just want to tell you, that's awesome. That's incredible. That <laughs> you are is so funny. You are a legend for as long as I can remember. Like that's just amazing. I love it. So that's my news. That um, that's hilarious. I kind of want to see Red Bull do something in return, and then have Toto. See if Toto will bid on it, or if somebody else. Yeah, I want to see Toto do something. Yeah, Toto would be hilarious. I don't, I don't feel like that fits Toto's mantra as much as it does Christian Horner. Horner seems like a low key troll from everything oh, I've yeah. seen. Yeah, and it's, it's yeah. Horner's like the the F one equivalent of like a Bond <laughs> villain, and I love it. <laughs> he is. <laughs> so the oh the other thing is he when he was asked about it, he said I want to bring around twenty people with me, which is like their Major Nui, their chief designer, and <laughs> Paul, like all these people. <laughs> I was like, this is the greatest Dude, I can't thing believe it's only fifty four hundred dollars. That's I know. insane. That's, that seems super actually, cheap. That seems super cheap to get a tour. Um, imagine if you're somebody who's bidding on it free but i'm really cool so (laughs) imagine if you're somebody who is bidding on it and you're like like i'm gonna put i'm gonna fit dollars right now and then christian Mm -hmm. comes back with like 50 grand you're like okay okay (laughs) all right (laughs) (laughs) what if you knew and you just kept rising them for no reason i I just think that's the it's just amazing i love it it's great that this is a charity auction though like at the end of the day, all these trolls, but it at least it benefits something cool. So yeah, that's true. Yeah, well, you can uh, for a great cause. All right, Josh. Yeah. what's your news? My news: after 102 victories, Kyle Busch has formally announced he will not be re- returning to the Xfinity series. Wait, I thought he did that last year. Yeah, didn't he do that last year? Yeah, no, he announced after. it to the he said he announced it to the media today. Oh, he it's didn't official. Really he's lying. He's lying. Oh, he said he was going that... to, but oh, okay. he never actually said, I'm not returning. This I guarantee today. I guarantee he makes an Xfinity start within the next three years. I, I, I agree. Maybe he's a heck of a limb. I mean, I believe him. I bet he comes him. back. I mean, he accomplished I, I more he than back. he wanted out of 100 wins. But I, I had thought, okay, so that's news. So this is real news because I had thought he'd already said this last year, essentially. Like, it was done. Because we said it on the broadcast a million times, I feel like, in his last one. Mm-hmm. Let me, I mean, I'll double check, maybe, but I was I, listening. Maybe I'm thinking that we said that he said, but didn't formally, I don't know. I just find that a little bit redundant. So, no, it it, it is official as of today. They've removed the Xfinity Series tab on Kyle Bush's website today <gasps> and all that. And he still confirmed that, that he'll be doing five, five truck races today. That's like uh, back yeah. in uh, the Facebook days when you used to become Facebook official with your yeah. significant <laughs> oh, other. Absolutely. That is that was a big, uh, that, that's, that's a big the, sa- the same thing. I don't know. Removed from their site. He removed Xfinity from the I, site. They're going around. I personally <laughs> hope it isn't official. I personally love seeing Kyle Bush race it up with the Xfinity boys. But uh He's gonna come down with those truck boys though. Um Yeah, that's true. And yeah. Jeff Gluck reported that it was uh official, so I secretly hope this is some giant massive troll, and then like 2024, the, he's just gonna he go full time. Up. He just goes full time. <laughs> <laughs> he, he retires from the series. 
He retires from the Cup Series tour. and runs Xfinity full time. That's his. Yeah, that's his retirement tour. Is in the Xfinity just to make series. everybody mad. He wins like twenty eight <laughs> races. Well, we were saying that about uh, myself and a certain driver were saying that about sports car racing, where sports car racing forever used to be like, if you were an Indy car driver or a Formula One driver, you got towards the end of it, the career, and then you were like, all right. That's my time done in the oatmeal stuff. I'm going to go sports car racing. And that's just what you did, right? Now, sports car racing with all the factories and such that are coming in has become like a destination spot for young drivers who maybe don't have the support or funding to go through oatmeal. And so they're becoming like sports car rides are becoming very competitive to get amongst younger drivers. And they're going through like the, all these younger drivers. And my, another IndyCar driver and I were laughing. And they were like, damn it. This used to be the retirement tour. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> now what do I do? And I was like, I don't know. We got to figure it out good for you. Drivers here. Yeah, I was like, that's that's gonna be Kyle Busch. You know, trucks used to be that. Think about trucks when you used to have all the Cup guys that came down: Skinner, mm-hmm. Bodine, uh, was Hornaday, um, yep. Setzer. Uh, I mean, they all were there. They all came. Kligerman. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> whoa. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm just uh, calling <laughs> balls and checks over here. Older, all right. <laughs> A little older, okay. I mean, I still did a I mean, cup race last cup year. Series driver goes down to trucks. I mean, yeah. Okay, I had know. a top twenty in cup last year. I'm just putting it out there. Thanks. Yeah, how many top twenty uh, cup you got, Josh? Yeah, hey, come on, Josh. Retired, how many retirement top twenties people get? I, 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 I forget. Okay. Parker, Parker, you're talking to a second split rookie. Uh, legend Legends winner. series driver. Right. Okay, I have Jeez. some clout too. I mean, I also thought podcasts were kind of subtle retirement things too. Like Dale Junior has one stuff like that. Dale Junior isn't retired though, is he not? He races Xfinity every year. Okay, He's one retired from full time competition. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've been retired from full time competition since 2014, not by my own choice. <laughs> <laughs> So for anybody oh, out man. there listening, uh, yeah. hook us up. <laughs> hook us up with a full-time gig. We'll take it anytime. All right. So, uh, guys, I think that's it for the news. Um, the last big topic we have, though, Josh, you were involved with, which was a cool thing to see. Uh, Monday Night Racing, the league that runs on uh, – is it on Tuesdays that it runs? No, that's right. It runs on Monday nights. Um, yes. <laughs> and I've participated in a bunch – I think all of us have sort of in the industry did something really cool. They had a live event down in Charlotte mm-hmm. uh, and you were able to officiate remotely. They didn't invite you. Uh, well, which they, was... they did. They just, they no, didn't I... offer to pay for my plane ticket. No, no one told you, but they didn't want you there. Um... Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was Thank you for letting me know. I was watching a live stream and I overheard one of the hot mics and some dude walked in. He was and like, they were like, oh my gosh, thank goodness Josh isn't here. Yeah, geez, yeah. If he was here, all the drivers would have fought him anyway. So He's just walking around <laughs> and throwing cones everywhere. I, so, but anyway, Josh, I wanted to get into it because you did have a firsthand feel with it. That was pretty cool. Uh, mm-hmm. How was that? So from everything I heard, the app person event was incredible. People loved it. They thought it was awesome. I know a lot of notables were there, like uh, Casey Kerwin, Nick Ottinger, uh, our own Blake McCandless, who was here last week, was there in person checking it out. Um, some big names all around. I Rumor has it Noah Gregson was there. I don't know. Um, but as far as everything I've heard, it was incredible. And it's a little bit similar. I'm going to draw parallels here where I might get yelled at for this. To how the NASCAR did the clash at the Coliseum. It was 
breaking up a trend that has always been a thing and it paid off for them. I've heard everyone was loving the event. They thought it was an awesome way to capstone it. And as far as I can tell from what I've heard from Ford, who runs Monday Night Racing, um, they thought it was a huge success. So I think it's, cool. it's, it, it's certainly something that it was on our radar. It's something that we have talked about with e-racer events. We'd love to do an in-person we did? one sometime. Um, oh, but yeah. It's, it's difficult secret. to pull off. It's it's not like a huge secret. It's just stuff that we want anymore. Do. Yeah. But well, it definitely wasn't <laughs> a secret. Well, maybe it'd be a secret. We were playing, still planning possibly to do it. Oh, just the, um, it was always in the original plans for Firecracker in some mm-hmm. respects. So someday. I think it's cool. I love to see it. I think, you know, pushing sim racing forward, it's awesome to see, you know, people getting super involved and, in person and meeting in person. I saw a lot of people being like, Hey, we've never met in person. This is cool. You know, and doing it at an event like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to watch especially a little bit of broadcast. Yeah. Especially in the U S I know Europe, they've done this a ton and really, you know, sim racing in person is not a huge, it's not new. It's like, we used to do land events back in the three days. And you know, you've had yeah. the formal E's done them from one does everyone like that. Um, you know, basically, Gran Turismo, all of them. They're, they're in person, but I don't think we've seen it in the U.S., as you put it, in sort of the NASCAR Yeah, with iRacing, so specifically mm-hmm. Oval. Yeah. Well, yeah, iRacing, because actually, wait, the NASCAR Heat League did their last race in person. So, okay, so iRacing in America, <laughs> Oval Base, first time. I'm just kidding. But, no, it's uh, – that is – I thought it was really cool, really well done. And mm-hmm. kudos to the whole team pulled it off, and, you know, Ford and everyone there, Monday Night Racing. Um I, I was, uh, that's when I was like, man, I wish I participated in that. I wish I was there for that. Cause I've done that league. And I was like, man, I would have done that. That'd have been so fun. So, uh, I thought that was super cool. And, uh, yeah, I hope they push it, you know, keep pushing the bar and do it again and gave us some ideas maybe for how we can pull it off ourselves. So it's, uh, all good for sim racing and just getting more people to be like, Hey, this is bigger than I realized. Like sim racing, people care, right? People came out in person. They showed up. They didn't just watch it on Twitch. They showed up to an event that had sim racing so i like to see that yeah there was one rivalry but unfortunately the second <gasps> person was not at the event oh, oh you mean really the, i really one incident i really wish that they were both there and i i would have loved it they start fighting i'll put on my official uniform i'll come up put, push them both apart be like, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> You want to get kicked from the league? Do you want to get kicked from the league? Yeah, stuff like that. That would have been fun. You guys have some boxing gloves over I, there. I was saying, go ahead. Put, them on, yeah. put up on Wii Boxing. Actually, that's what I was saying in the Twitch chat. <laughs> I don't I don't see why, especially in real life NASCAR, I don't see why we can't have a UFC event in the infield of the We've LA Coliseum. It. I'm not... I, wait At the LA Coliseum? Okay. <laughs> We've done that? I know. Uh, no. I know. I know. I know, but then you rip up that dang hexagon and then octagon, sorry. <laughs> and then you race cars on it same night, have the dual event. That'd be such, that'd be so cool. Cause I feel like those wild. two sports, you know, I feel like motor car racing, super loud cars and mixed martial arts go together. Just like the intensity levels, you know? I'm, I'm Possibly. for that. I we did my, that I'm Daytona all... one year. Really? That'd be cool. Yeah. It rained out the Xfinity race. It's on a short track. It was on NBC. We did it with the. It was a UFC type fighting, and which I had never seen in person, which uh, was wild. I also was. I had like a one of those moments where you know, like the cold is coming on, so it was a very Mm -hmm. miserable night for me. 
because we had oh. a rain delay and I had to do all these interviews and everything, trying to stand away from people. You're like, I'm sick. I'm sorry. This is pre-COVID, so I didn't have COVID. Um, <laughs> and the uh, but the octagon, it might have been a hexagon actually, um, was wild. Like seeing them fighting there, I thought it was wild. I don't know if that's particularly my thing, so I don't agree with you entirely, AJ. Wow. Okay. I won't say well, that there's two worlds to entirely collide. I do think WWE, for some reason, and NASCAR fans have a huge correlation. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And WWE is huge. It's massive yeah. in America. It's absolutely well, massive. W- the headquarters is right here in Stanford, Connecticut. So is it still like WWE is the big thing? I thought they. I thought a lot of fans have moved on from WWE. They've fallen they're... off, and they have some competition. Now. <laughs> they, they're it's still like the, a new one. huge. I th- my buddy worked it's there. Still for a while, by far the biggest. Yeah, he he worked there, and um, I was just I had no idea. It wasn't even on my consciousness. Like I had no idea it still existed, and it was massive. And it's I have a very there. Yeah, I, I have like occasionally their YouTube videos. Occasionally, their things. YouTube videos get recommended to me, and they have like 20, 30 million views per video. It's crazy. That's pretty, it's huge. That's it's absolutely pretty. huge. Absolutely. And now, people, and now people know it's fake. It's just, it's a show. It's like going to a, it's ballet for men, right? <laughs> yeah. Something like All that. All right. I have a crazy His name is John Cena. So we've seen it at Bristol. They've hosted a football event. We've seen it at Bristol. They've hosted a NASCAR event. Do them both at the same time. Just like football and cars, and you're trying to keep up with both events at the same time. What's happening there? Oh! (laughs) If the ball goes out of bounds, somebody has to start and get it. Directly to the windshield of a car. Yeah, the the field goal, it's like kicking off, whatever. There's a huge wreck, and you know, a tire flies off. It's just anarchy everywhere. There's a yellow flags flying everywhere. Nobody knows what it's for. (laughs) What's the yellow flag? This is a terrible idea. Terrible. You're telling me this wouldn't work? I don't. The players you. wouldn't be able to hear each other. They got to listen. That's to each what's other great about plays. it. It's like the loudest. It's the loudest stadium they've ever played, and you just see them they're like, "What? I don't know." Hail Mary, <laughs> something like that. You know, pretty funny. Yeah. I don't okay, know how well, we went learned... from Monday Night Racing to that. But... Well, what I think we've learned is that we absolutely in no way whatsoever will ever be asked for what crossover event we'd like to see because we've just ruined every possibility of it happening with our yeah. lack of knowledge, lack of understanding, and horrible ideas. So on that note, guys, I'm a I, think we, I think we should end this year tonight, episode nine, the Eraser Unnamed podcast. I had fun, guys. Let's, uh, let's keep doing this. Maybe we'll have oh, a special guest win. next week. Yeah, hour went by really fast. Yeah, I think we know him, but we're gonna get him. We're gonna get him on here. Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, Lewis, yeah, Lewis. Hamilton's coming on. They're gonna unveil the Mercedes car on our podcast. So be on our podcast. It's big. I. This is. Um, we do think we're four on video. listeners. Wow, that's a lot of listeners. It's big. Hmm. That's what she said. Hashtag pro potholes. <laughs> <laughs>